Hello, thank you for joining LTC NAC Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. I am thrilled to be here today with Erin Dupre, who is with our diamond partner, Synchrony Rehab. Synchrony Rehab provides comprehensive rehabilitation services across a vast continuum of healthcare environments, including skilled nursing facilities, assisted living facilities, as well as outpatient and home health. Synchrony's skilled physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech-language pathologists empower their patients to achieve what they never thought possible, their maximum independence. Erin Dupre has worked in skilled nursing and long-term care for 21 years, with 15 years spent in management and as a clinician at the facility level. In today's podcast, we will discuss how facilities can be proactive with Part B denials and how to prepare for appeals. Welcome, Erin. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Erin, Let's jump right in. How can facilities be proactive with Part B denials? Well, there are many ways that you can be proactive with Part B denials. Most importantly, it's helpful to have a copy of the CMS benefit policies and manuals. And you also want to be aware of and be able to educate your teams on LCDs, which are the local coverage determinations, and know what kind of services are covered and which are not. And we want to make sure that the therapy services are reasonable and necessary. On top of knowing the regulations and staying up to date with the current changes that Medicare has, which is typically every year, You want to make sure that the documentation is completed timely. Documentation requests or the Part B denials can come at any time. You know, they're unannounced and the dates of service are not predictable. So keeping up on the documentation is very important. In the therapy documentation, you want to make sure that the diagnosis codes and medical diagnosis and treatment diagnosis codes are as specific as possible, specific to the reason for referral and the reason why therapy services are being provided. Some other ways that you can help to be proactive are to plan ahead and make sure that you're scheduling your 10th visits with the registered therapist so that the therapy delivery can be seamless. And you want to make sure that you're triple checking the diagnosis codes and the billing information with your business office before the claim is submitted. Another way to be proactive with the Part B denials is to ensure that you have a person at the campus or the facility who receives the mail and knows what they're opening up when they see these documentation requests. And the Part B denials can come from all of our Part B payers, so not just traditional Medicare B, but we also see denials based on the HMO or managed care plans. So being sure that we're timely in opening the mail and then timely in providing that request to the appropriate person. 
It's important that if the business office manager, for example, is on vacation, that somebody else is gathering that information in their absence. And then lastly, in terms of the therapy documentation, it's very helpful to audit documentation routinely to be proactive to address trends in the documentation, to try to be as supportive of medical necessity at all times and making sure that the services provided are reasonable and necessary. That's really good information. I remember when I was in a facility, we had received some Part B requests for information or additional documentation requests. And the person who opened the mail was, like you said, on vacation. And there was a delay in getting them to where they needed to go. Once you have an additional documentation request or ADR, once it's received, what should the facility be sure to do? Well, again, it goes back to the timeliness. When the ADR is received, it's important to be mindful of the time frame to submit the documentation. So you would hate to have a denial extend because of a technicality that the documentation was not submitted within the time period. So that also goes back to being proactive to make sure that the documentation is complete. Once you have the ADR request, it's important to pull the therapy information, the complete medical record, all of the therapy documentation, including plans of care, progress notes, daily notes, and billing logs. You want to include physician-signed documents, such as the plan of care and the updated plan of care, and then any orders from the physician, certainly signed timely, you can submit with the request. At times, additional nursing documentation might be beneficial based on the complexity of the case, but the nursing documentation that supports why the therapy services are being provided. That's really great information. What are the different levels of appeals and how can facilities best prepare for them? The different levels of appeal are the ADR, which we just talked about, the additional documentation request. That's the first level. If the claim is denied after that review, there is a redetermination level of appeal. That's the first level. You have 120 days to submit that appeal from the initial claim determination. If the claim continues to deny, then you have the second level of appeal, which is reconsideration. You have 180 days from the claim determination to submit that level of appeal. Um, again, being proactive and talking about the timeliness, I certainly would encourage anyone to submit sooner rather than later, rather than pushing the end of those deadlines. But then the last level of appeal is the administrative law judge hearing. Again, submitting timely to request the judge hearing, but we have been finding that the judge hearings are delayed for, boy, five to six years. So the claims that we're trying now with the administrative law judge have dates of service going back to 2014 or 2015. That is a very long time ago. 
Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today? I think the only other piece of advice is to not be afraid of the Part B denials. An ADR does not necessarily mean that the claim is denied or that there are wrong practices in the documentation. It's a system of checks and balances to make sure that we're providing the services that we're documenting and billing the insurance companies for. The process can be time consuming. However, if you're organized and you have a process in place, it's a much less daunting process. Thank you for joining us today, Erin. This is really helpful information for our listeners. Thank you for having me. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse assessment coordinators, please visit our website at www.apacken.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC NAC Chat Podcast. Heard the news about how you can improve quality care and increase efficiency with Ability? Ability offers a range of applications to simplify the complexity of healthcare, allowing organizations of all types and sizes to spend more time on care and less time manually collecting, analyzing, and reporting data. This allows you to remain in compliance while making data-driven decisions that benefit residents. With Ability, your facility can improve resident outcomes, optimize reporting data, enhance reimbursements, and much, much more. Discover what Ability has to offer at abilitynetwork.com slash a pack-in.